you gigalos. Welcome to Garbage In, Garbage Out. I'm your host, Kelton, and I'm joined, as always, by my amazing co-host, Grift. How's it going, buddy? Uh, it's it's going great. Uh, back home for Thanksgiving, uh, where this all began. Uh, I'm, I'm basted and turkey-pilled. Uh, and um, yeah, I'm just I'm just glad I'm able to cross state lines to be here. Mm, mm. It's, you know, it's just <laughs> such a wonderful time of freedom, you know, for people who are willing to cross state lines for what they believe in, among which apparently is Black Lives Matter. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh what, what a time to be alive uh it, i mean thanksgiving dinners are just gonna be so charged the entire time but i guess we can move into our top story here because yeah this is another gigo cast we're gonna be running down 15 entertainment stories three minute segments y'all basically know the drill let's get into the box office news uh ghostbusters afterlife had a fairly strong showing uh 60 million dollars worldwide uh whereas the will smith film king richard whiffs haha get it because it's a tennis movie um so it, it just felt weird to see what was considered a blockbuster coming out at the same time as what is such an obvious awards bait kind of movie. Uh, clearly Ghostbuster Afterlife uh, decision to completely ignore the fact that the ladies ghost the ladies Ghostbusters even happened in the canon uh, paid off well for it. Whereas, um, <laughs> whereas the, the, the King Richard movie has just seen some hilarious discourse online about there was some like rad femme uh, blue check writer who was like, like, can you, can you believe that they made a movie? Movie about the the Williams sisters and chose to focus on their their male dad instead of instead of them and then it's like did did you even check who the executive producers of this thing were? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I think I think they might believe it or not have just enough say you know to, yeah. to be yeah. telling us all exactly what's going to be happening here because critiquing this project for existing when it's something that maybe two sisters wanted to push through the gate to show their appreciation for their dad. Because I mean, like I'm sure <laughs> Richard Williams was kind of a monster, you know, no dad who raises two uh, Michael Jordan level athletes is ever going to be probably completely sane. But th I'm sure this is their way of saying thank you and of showing appreciation. I haven't seen this thing. Um, I, I may end up watching it at some point. My, my mom's actually really into tennis, so she she's excited about it. So we may watch it over Thanksgiving. Hell yeah. Here, but I'm, I'm sure that it's not completely uncritical, you know, because he was a hard driving patriarchal figure who they probably, you know, was, was an asshole and, and pushed them beyond on the limits of what normal parents would do but uh yeah that's that's just the that's what you need to to you know succeed above and beyond in in, in this country so i'm sure it's i'm sure there are narrative elements about how he went too far in some ways but so like I, I don't I don't see this as like a completely uncritical portrayal. I can't wait for the movie to close out and we just have to watch old ass Will 
Will Smith uh, pretend to be happy with the fact that one of his daughters is uh, married to the guy who founded Reddit. Like, yep, that's what all your hard work <laughs> led up to, Richard. How's it feel now, huh? It's- Fellas, there's always a chance. <laughs> Even when you look like that guy. <laughs> it really is just, I mean, oh God. Uh, he, he is a, a pale, pale monster. It's it's truly weird. But let's, let's talk about our next story, though. Something we can equally get super hyped up for. Uh, let's get excited. It's the biggest trailer from over a week ago now. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah, uh, it's it's showing yeah. us all the villains. We got Electro, Sandman, not Venom, I guess. The Lizard is there, Doc Ock. Uh, yeah, the three Spider-Men didn't show up in this trailer. Oh, no, why would Sony do that? Gasp, shock, and awe. Like weren't weren't people like posting screenshots of like where they where the previous Spider-Man like would be if you were like looking at the physics of how like the Sandman is getting punched or something? Yeah, like there's yeah. people are people are going insane over this thing. Uh, shout out, shout out, Ruby. This 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 is her beat. So unfortunately, we we she she's not with us to discuss it, but. Um, like uh, it, it's just this is the this is just the next level of Marvel like plumbing nostalgia for the MCU because like not only are you like you know resurrecting classic comic book characters for your film properties as they normally do but they're literally bringing back previous Spider-Man from, from previous franchises that have nothing to do with this current in, like incarnation of the universe. So it's, it's, it's really, you know, you can, you can really see Marvel like spinning its wheels and, and gasping its last breath here. At least that's my interpretation. Oh yeah. I mean, like I, I certainly see uh, that, that statement being made, but let's also keep in mind, this is a Sony production as well. So Sony oh, okay. is trying to uh, really hype up its villains because you know the Morbius movie came, it's coming out. Venom <laughs> came out, so they're, they're probably seeing like, can we get like a, a a lizard Sony Plus TV show going on? Can we get like Jesus. Electro uh, and uh, I don't know Electro and Sandman doing like an odd couple thing uh, the entire time? I I don't know. I I do think though that all of this is going to culminate in a Sinister Six movie or something like that. Uh, I almost hope that the three Spider-Men don't show up. So I hope it's Spider-Man and Venom and Doc Ock facing off against the Lizard and Electro and Sandman. Like it, it just feels like that would make more narrative cohesive sense instead of just Cameo City. But I don't know. Uh, I don't- I'll, I'll leave. I'll I'll leave those. Um- those predictions up to you because I cannot bring myself to care about any of this in the slightest. We need to care. We need to care (laughs) deeply. We need to base our entire identity around the success and failure of uh, Tom Holland's movies. Movies that Tom Holland has said he wants to stop making once he hits 30, which isn't at all like him trying to tell Sony to pay him even more already you know it's not does a he want to become thing. like a landlord he does now? he does so <laughs> i hope everyone feels good if you're spending money on spider-man uh you are supporting tom holland great who wants to be a landlord boo imagine uh, getting evicted by tom holland <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. well some jacked five foot seven guy came up <laughs> and kicked me out of my house Spider-Man evicted me. (laughs) (laughs) A super cool, super smart satire 
that's coming out. It's called Don't Look Up. It's from Adam McKay, who did Anchorman and Vice and all of that other stuff. The premise is, what if a, a big meteor was coming to Earth and was going to kill everyone? How would we react? Haha, not like how you would expect. Yeah, kind of like how uh, the, the response to climate change is going. Do you, do you see the metaphor? Is, is it not obvious Can we make it you? more obvious? <laughs> huh? What yeah, if we um, had some redneck... <laughs> stepping out of a trailer to fire a gun <laughs> at the meteor. I mean, it looks like Timothy Chalamet is playing like a redneck, like TikToker in this. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, well, fine. We have to stand his choices, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, God, uh, but, critical support, but support yeah. nonetheless. I mean, like, you know, Adam Adam McKay, he, he does, he has done some good stuff in the past. Like, I'm probably going to end up watching this thing. You know, they, it, it, it looks like, it looks like a bigger budget than most Netflix than most Netflix productions, even though it looks like they blew the entire thing on the cast. That's um, fine. It, I'm a okay yeah. with Netflix doing that instead of them blowing it on awful special effects for more <laughs> Rock and Ryan Reynolds team ups, where a CGI oh bull can <laughs> rock the rock shit. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, yeah, um, and it looks like like Meryl Streep is like a girl boss president. Yes, um, which I which I I hope is either like make it's it, she's wearing a red dress in the trailer so it's like are they going for like a sarah palin republican girl boss president or like is this like a hillary standing oh uh, we know like, it's there's, not a, there's hillary. a lot of potential there adam yeah. mckay is not gonna burn those dnc bridges uh That's just true. Yet. yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he's gonna um, he's gonna watch his barrel street is actually like a bernie stand-in somehow uh, oh god yeah yeah, yeah. she's just... a she's a she's a tulsi stand-in <laughs> 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 uh, instead though it's just her white hair with one singular streak of black that's what it is uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the universe i guess that's just her and cruella Deville, huh uh i feel yeah. like we're reinventing yeah. the wheel here it, it's fine it's whatever uh i i mean i think that this is gonna be fine i don't know who the audience is for though because i feel like the people who already acknowledge climate change is a problem are going to be like, yeah, uh, this movie came and went. And the people who deny climate change are going to be like, I'm not going to watch this preachy bullshit. So good good luck, yeah, I it, guess. It reminds me, I, I, I forget the name of that movie we we uh, covered last last week, the trailer of that like British black comedy. Like I've already forgotten the name, but it just seems like this trend of like the, the, the capital behind these big budget productions is like throwing money at these at, at these stories that are literally telling the people like give up the apocalypse is coming there's nothing you can do about it you may as well submit to your fate and maybe get some quirky laughs along the way yeah and that even though you might care other people around you won't care so you need to just learn to not care you see yes yeah very smart that, that's what i am D just follow your orders like a dog Huh? <laughs> Segways here. That's what we're doing. Because hey. uh, <laughs> this next movie transition. It's, that's right. It's called Dog. That's it. Uh, we got Channing Tatum being an <laughs> army boy who has to take a dog across the country. No real reason given. The dog is problematic and has PTSD from something. I'm not sure what the dog did in its past. What war crimes that's responsible for, but. 
Yeah. I, I think it's just from being a troop dog. Like that's <laughs> like, it's like that. that's literally just why it has PTSD and like, you know, Channing Tatum similar, like he may not be a white woman, but he's definitely like dog pilled in this movie. <laughs> but they, they even show him taking a bath with the dog and like saying like, you may not be the bitch that I wanted to take a bath with, but uh, I guess you'll do. Uh, I think they are they are trying to um, push the uh, the the dog pill narrative, not just from white women, but to white men as well. So ah, stay, 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 stay strong out there. Uh, they're 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 really they're really coming for our um, their our uh, problematic lack of attraction to animals. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I don't know if you watch that awful Jupiter Ascending movie with uh, uh, Eddie no. Redmayne in it. But yeah, Channing Tatum was in it. He was like a wolf hybrid man. So he's already portrayed a dog-pilled individual. So, uh, you know, this is him just uh, doing some minor branching out. And I I just, I don't know, the whole thing looks like a made-for-TV movie. Like it, re- this really does scream like a holiday film, something you could watch with your family. Like no one's gonna get overly mad about it. No big pressing social issues are gonna come up. Yeah, like it's 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 definitely in the genre of like we're out of Afghanistan now. Let's let's uh, let's let's take stock of the various PTSD um, ridden people and dogs that we we've left in the wake of our imperial carnage. Um, and you know, it's honestly though, it's it's kind of cool that they made. A biopic about uh, Major Biden. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's cute. It's cute to see, really, uh, what, what fate he's getting tossed into. I mean, it, it, forgive me if I'm wrong here, but like, if you actually had this level of a demon dog, doesn't the military just put these animals down? Yeah. Yeah, uh, like, they. I, I, I don't think that like they they're overly remorseful. I think that there's like a, a grand old wheat farm upstate at Guantanamo Bay for these dog ashes. Yeah, they they send it to the military base out in the country. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're gonna get over your PTSD, or you're gonna get turned into weird jerky that we feed the inmates. It is, I guess, as a comparison point though, with our next uh, film called In. Counter. It's another vet with PTSD. Only this guy seems to think that there's a whole invasion of the body snatchers situation going on. It stars Riz Ahmed. It's another uh, movie coming onto Amazon. And just fuck me up, you beautiful bastard. I'm ready to be hurt again. I'll even forgive that ridiculous accent. Let's go. Let, let's let's not just eat the bugs. Let's let the bugs crawl <laughs> yeah. under our skin. <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, yes, he we I remember that sound of metal episode we did way back and that was like one of the few movies that we actually like spent the entire episode praising and a lot of it you know he, he gave a great performance in that and you know he's he was really good in in that uh um the night of uh yeah uh mini series on hbo as well so like i'm i'm down for anything he's in and this this seems like a cool uh you know psychological horror thriller invasion of the body snatchers but it's with like bugs under your skin which is 
that's it's a pretty creepy premise. Yeah, like, especially when um, you're seeing so much from his perspective too. That you know, uh, you don't know what's real or what's not. It's it's doing a good job. It seems like with playing with the nature of reality, even if yeah, it's, it's coming from a guy who sounds like he's talking like this the whole time in a weird fake <laughs> southern accent. I'm just wondering what's up with that scene at the end where him and his kids are like out in the desert with sticks. Yeah, like, you know, it, it just, uh, I'm assuming that they have to go on the run. And this is uh, a scene that takes place right before the big climactic showdown, where it's revealed that he uh, doesn't actually have his kids. The kids are dead in a trunk and have been for like oh, three God. days or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what I'm assuming. Like I, I get, I'm really, I'm ready to get fucked up by this movie. Yeah, and I mean, there's, there, there is that scene too where he gets stopped by the cop who's questioning him, and then it's, it's clearly supposed to be like a metaphor for like a person of color being harassed by the police for no reason. But like, what if the reason the police are doing it was because they were controlled by alien bugs in their skin? Yeah. <laughs> like, that, don't you hate that? Alien bugs have taken over 40% of police precincts in America. That's oh, that, 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 that 40% statistic really, really holds fast and true. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly, it's not the same 40%. So you got 40% domestic abusers 40 percent bug people uh and 20 percent just cool dudes trying to hang out with their dogs right that uh yeah. that's all we got going on i mean again I'm, I'm really hyped for this movie i think it's gonna be great yeah yeah i'm definitely uh looking forward to it i mean particularly compared to some of the other ones here for sure come on we gotta keep the streak going of uh things we might yeah. actually be looking forward to it's a positive episode not everything's gonna be spider-man no way home okay Instead, we can get <laughs> true elements of, uh, of of cinema and of storytelling, like Bradley Cooper is the bad guy in a Guillermo del Toro movie. Or is he? We don't know. But Clayton. Kate Blanchett's there, and we can't trust any of those carny motherfuckers. This looks pretty damn good. Like Guillermo del Toro, great cast. Looks like really, really good visuals. Um, some like supernatural shit going on. Yeah, fuck me up, fam. This looks this it it, <laughs> it, it, it kind of has like prestige vibes. Very a bit, much, but like very much. I'm yeah, glad you said like, that because when they yeah. were asking, like, are you a medium? Can you commune with the dead? I was like, all right, let's go. Let's do this. You're going to be a con man, but then you're going to be involved in something that goes too real too fast. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Just everyone's wearing beautiful mustaches in this movie. Bradley Cooper, Willem Dafoe. uh, I I think. uh, What was the other guy's name? Mark Rylance, I think, was in this movie as well with a mustache on. It was just like, how can we let people know that it's the early 1930s just with a photograph right there. Okay, good. And we're done. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely always a sucker for those like sort of um, vi- like Victorian steampunk aesthetics, but with like uh, but with like supernatural elements as well. Like it it, 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 it definitely had a lot of uh, like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen vibes oh to it a bit. Oh, I would love that if that's what this dovetails into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Captain Nemo driving a car is the getaway vehicle let's let's do this and like 
I will. That's actually a pretty underrated movie. Like, oh, I, I think. Oh, I think we yeah. need to rewatch that. <laughs> I don't think too much of that movie holds up to anything. I still remember the Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde CGI clay abomination bouncing oh, on the rooftops. <laughs> that, that was the first time I watched something, and I was like, "This special effect is bad." Like, oh god, oh. Oh no! <laughs> this doesn't like look shit. real at all. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the, the 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 visuals in this do look really good. So um, looks like something like some sort of like American horror story thing with a movie definitely. level budget. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah, definitely this this is one in the list to look forward to as well. Like, wait, we're actually like we're actually like praising most of these movies in the list today. Like, this, hey. damn, this, this this is a positive episode. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and we are lukewarm to look forward to there we go uh, it's not all depressing downers here uh, on Giga. not all the time at the very least uh i'm gonna carry forward that momentum though with the next uh trailer that we saw uh it's for pam and tommy it's an eight episode miniseries coming to uh hulu and it's from the director of i tanya and it's about the pamela anderson and tommy lee sex tape scandal that happened. I mean, like th- this is just right up my alley. I I love this trailer so much. Lily James looks so much like Pamela Anderson, and Sebastian Stan just is playing a perfect Tommy Lee, and so I- I'm sold on this already. Yeah, um, and and you you sort of co- compared it to like favorably to American Crime Story, which um, I you know the 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 OJ one that that one that one is pretty damn good. Um, I've 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 been watching the the Monica Lewinsky one, which is I mean it's a Ryan Murphy production, so it's gonna be it's definitely obviously gonna be tailored to like an upper middle class liberal audience. But I mean I was talking about this with with uh, JJ um, on the timeline a bit and in pre show before uh, before we recorded last week but it is just straight up hillary propaganda and like of course it's a ryan murphy production everything boils down to can our female protagonist be hillary clinton why not (laughs) and we have literally have hillary clinton in the latest one but um but yeah i mean i don't i don't know too much of the details of this besides like you know that's they obviously had like a famous sex tape and i'm sure they're probably gonna echo the fact that this became like a a trend of media people in the in the media either like um you know purposefully like making and leaking sex tapes but that you know obviously dovetails with like kardashian fame and whatnot but yes. this is sort of this is sort of like the 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 er um uh happenstance of that but it it looks from like the 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 story that they did not intend it to get out and it was you know a case of um you, you, like you know journalistic malpractice on the on the part of the people that um got their hands on it and, and released it exactly i mean i love that line in the in the trailer where tommy lee goes like hey calm down i'm on that tape too and then Pamela Anderson saying like not, not yeah. like I am, <laughs> and it's like yeah, yeah, you get this dynamic. All right, come on, fuck me up, I Tanya director. I God, uh, eight episodes, and Seth Rogen is the sleaze bag who gives the tape to Nick Offerman, who was just rocking in <laughs> just a glorious mullet 
the entire time. Oh my time. god, it's yeah, so good. It's the 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 '80s hair is fantastic. Undefeated. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm very excited to see what ends up uh, happening with this because I I mean uh, the Golden Globes and Emmys. I think this is the type of shit that you can really uh, get some recognition for it. So good good on yeah. them. Now th- this. Uh, going from a potential Emmy winner to a certified Emmy winner, uh, it's going to be South Park is doing a post-COVID event exclusive special, whatever you want to call it. Like They're making a movie, releasing it on Thanksgiving, and it's from South Park guys about all the South Park kids all grown up post-COVID because get it, it's going to take that long until COVID goes away. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like... Yeah, like South Park is such an institution now. Like I just, it's been running so long. You have to like, it's basically like the Simpsons at this point. And yeah, like, obviously yeah. like, and at, at some point during these long running shows, uh, you know, tenure, they have to do the whole jump forward in time narrative where they make all the, the kids older and whatnot. Like, uh, I like, hope like, they uh, stick what, with it. I really do. I want to see all these <laughs> kids as adults. I would love to see that. Just uh, what what horrifying shit is adult Cartman up to now that he can be charged as an adult? You know. Oh my god! Yeah, th- I guess there is a lot of potential there. And I mean, I, I haven't watched. I think the last South Park season I watched was was the PC Principal one. Yeah, yeah that and, sounds about right. And and I think that was that was really the last time it was sort of in the zeitgeist. Like I know it's been going on since then, but they're and they're still doing outrageous stuff that much um you, you know like 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 particularly like compared to like like what like what did like dave Chappelle is doing like they're mm-hmm. apparently south park stuff on like trans people is way more out there and and offensive than anything that he's doing but it's south park it's it's an institution like what are you going to try to cancel south park yeah it's 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 not going to happen but i i guess not i guess not focusing on it is a certain tactic in in in, in and of itself and if you want to find a way to not focus on south park what better streaming service than releasing it on Paramount Plus? That's right, <laughs> Paramount Plus. They forked over $900 million to Trey Parker and Matt Stone for a 14 uh, project deal. So enjoy. Damn. <laughs> just, I can't ma- imagine making almost a billion dollars because you can just make the Cartman voice or the Kenny voice. Jesus. That's ins- I mean, like, what are they hoping that some uh, people watching Yellowstone are going to tune into to South Park? After? Yellowstone like, dad, South yeah. Park kid, I think is what they're going for. God, I- <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that's a good one. Yeah, you can you can do a triple viewing of uh, Infinite Yellowstone mm. and South Park. <laughs> there we go. That's our Thanksgiving plans. Put on the Paw Patrol yeah. movie for the kids uh, later on at night when it's time to go drink. Jesus God. Paramount Plus really is such like an insane uh concept to me. Because I also have yeah. that Halo show that's gonna be coming out. It's it's just it seems like a real grab bag. Like they haven't found their identity yet, I guess, is uh what it is. So quick break in the action uh it's where we plug our patreon so uh for five bucks a month you can show your support for the show it would of course mean a lot um 
We have stuff on the Patreon right now. It's a fair amount uh, of our back cataloged episodes and things. Also, random shit I'm finding, like uh, a comic called The Eagle, which is imagine if Captain America was just uh, really poorly written, like back in the 1940s, (laughs) because they were trying so hard to make a Captain America of their own at this little comic shop, but they just failed miserably it's uh it's a real joy to witness it's like a uh, a blimp crashing down into earth uh with each episode uh or with each page turn uh regardless though once we hit 25 patrons we're gonna start rolling out an extra episode every week for you patrons uh uh, in the notes here it says uh be griff's mom and smash that subscribe button yeah no i'm i'm fully i'm home and fully family pilled and gotta gotta shout out my mom for being the latest uh gigo patron so yeah be 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 like her and subscribe and and get all the benefits (laughs) That's so adorable. That also makes me feel so much more (laughs) self-conscious. Hi, Griff's mom. Hi. Your son is amazing. (laughs) Oh, no. I mean, my my whole family listens to and enjoys Gigo for for all the ridiculous riffs that we have. So uh, just I I think we just got to keep doing what we're doing. Good, good. I'll I'll, uh, make sure to keep that up. Uh, I'm also like I've recently watched Cowboy Bebop and Wheel of Time. And it, oh, no. it has hurt my brain so deeply that I am thinking about releasing like an episode like at the beginning of December just for me to try and get my thoughts out on it because uh, they, they're festering. Like I thought these would be nothing shows that I could just ignore, but like they've seeped into my brain and consciousness as I'm seeing news that like Netflix has now bought the special effects studio that made Cowboy Bebop and then some other production news involving Wheel of Time. Like, oh, these are these are entrenching into the actual uh, culture here. So, oh no, have did, have you seen the original Cowboy Bebop anime? No, I have not. I'm trying yeah. to watch it entirely clean so that way that I don't compare it. I know the anime is going to be infinitely better, and so I'm just trying to enjoy this Netflix show for what it is. And uh, what it is ain't great. I'll just put it that way. Uh, it's not <laughs> awful by any means. Uh, not as bad as like what the clips out of context would have people think, but it, it's not exactly worthwhile. Uh, I'm very fascinated by a lot of the decisions that they did. So, yeah, because I mean the YouTube, the like, like the clips that have been making the rounds on Twitter from from YouTube are just they look like a bad fan film. Like I've never seen the original anime either, but I, I know it's a like very influential and like highly revered property. And it's I I, I just you know so- solidarity shout out everybody who watched the original anime and then is having to deal with seeing Netflix's just dog shit interpretation of it, which like looks like a bad comedy like you could put like a seinfeld laugh track in there and it would like please just don't give them ideas (laughs) don't give them ideas of a special audio dub track that you could add a laugh track to like do you watch the comedy with or without the laugh track oh god uh no uh, but hey, let's talk about uh, different audio versions of things, because in the news, uh, the, there has a, been a Last Train to Busan remake that they are calling The Last Train to New York. So hell yeah, I guess uh, Americans, we would rather spend a hundred million dollars 
on a, a new movie rather than just spending, I don't know, 10000 for decent subtitles and a, or getting a redub voice cast? I've, I've actually never seen the original Train to Busan. I know it's like it's it's definitely on my list of like Korean films to watch because I've heard really, really good things about it. Um, but, you know, obviously this is like a blatant like remake cash grab, whatever. But we don't I don't really know anything about the team that's behind it either. So I think it's maybe too early to say whether it's to be good or not. But yeah, uh, if, yeah. If, if, let's if definitely it's, reserve gonna, judgment. Uh-huh. That, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna in the in the spirit of a positive episode, we're gonna be charitable here. But um <laughs> until they cast Pete Davidson in the lead role, then then we can have our knives out for it. Like will it be Amtrak propaganda? Like will Pete Buttigieg <laughs> be killing zombie dogs on this trip? Like it's, it's the, I know I know it's the Channing yeah. Tatum's dog. Coming <laughs> <out>. <laughs> it, it's, it's it's Channing Tatum's dog that got infected with the bugs from Encounter. Oh and no! Oh, uh, hold on. I actually think we might be making a down. better movie than any of these put together. Because yeah. I swear to God, Last Train to Busan remake? No, it doesn't sound good. Add like that weird like invasion of the body snatchers element and featuring Riz Ahmed with a dog. Oh man, uh, sign me up! I'm watching that movie twelve times. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I mean we we know that the the writers and producers of all these shows and movies they lurk Twitter. They they lurk the the narratives. Like I mean. Um, I know I know you haven't seen Succession, but particularly the latest episode, literally every single line about like like any every single like political buzzword is literally lifted from like esoteric left and right wing <laughs> Twitter. Like it, it is absolutely absurd. Like they they are they are lurking our accounts. The the uptick in the mentions of particularly grifting um, in, in, in the productions that we've seen. Where are my residuals? Where is my cut? Um, <laughs> we're we're all the, the 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 leaders in these thought spaces, and it's it's clearly uh, the the writers are grifting off of us. Who grifts the grift shop? <laughs> <laughs> See, now I'm going to ask that when you also get like a, a four episode arc on succession um that uh you know you just remember <laughs> yeah. the little people that were there the, the whole time uh trying to support you and not cancel you uh is what i'm saying uh not treat you like eddie redmayne is treating himself i suppose oh, <laughs> listen the real divide on twitter right now is between like regular people regular normal people and fucking disloyal media freaks who will throw <laughs> who will throw their their former co like you know like collaborative comrades under the bus in, because of uh inconvenient narratives and so yeah if you if you that, i think i think that's a good framing for what we're what what you're about to uh introduce here is the next story yes uh <laughs> the, a headline has approached uh the my my eyeballs uh stating eddie redmayne now says starring in the danish girl was a mistake and uh it's fascinating because he in 2021 is apologizing for a role that he was nominated for an academy award for in 2015 and you know i, I definitely don't want to dive into whether or not it was right or wrong for him to initially take that role because he is a guy who went to cambridge and has lived a very insulated life so i i don't think we should expect him to be on the cutting edge of any particular social issue whatsoever but the 
fact that this came out because he was doing another interview for the upcoming Fantastic Beasts movie and is trying to distance himself from J.K. Rowling to that degree that he's already saying, like, you know what? I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that instead. Like, he is trying to draw such a clear line in the sand of don't associate <laughs> me with her whenever her next tweet storm comes out at 3 a.m. Uh, that That's not me. I'm just playing knockoff Doctor Who slash Indiana Jones catching monsters. <laughs> that That's what I'm all about. And cashing those checks, baby. And also, you know, um, invalidating a lot of people's lived experiences. But, you know, it, it's fine. That's the trifecta, I think, of what goes on. <laughs> I'm just, like, shocked at how quick the turnaround now is from, like, someone being like incredibly lauded for this brave performance they gave like five or six years ago. Yeah. Raising then, awareness, and, you know, yeah, helping, like, helping and, people know. <laughs> yeah. And like, and now like they're already having to apologize for it. It's like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> like they're going to, people are going to be apologizing for their problematic roles. Like a week after a movie bombs at the box office. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's why it bombs. Yeah. I can't wait for Jared like, Leto to wrong. just be like, you know what? I'm sorry for, playing joker but not for my role in dallas buyers club you can pry that oscar from my cold dead hands <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm sorry for the abuse that i made my uh fellow actors on the set of suicide squad uh put up with you know i, it, I, I was i was just that twisted I, I i didn't even make it into the final cut of the movie uh but you know just blank blanket apology there <laughs> oh god i cannot wait for the press tour when the air cut comes out because a HBO is looking for another like month long pop up of uh, subscribing numbers. That that's when we know it's gonna be it's gonna be real dark days. But let's talk about another streaming service, it's the Daily Wire. Uh, I guess let's they go. <laughs> I guess they have a streaming service. That that's like the the big headline. But then also. Uh, Gina Carano is uh, she's making a movie or she's in a movie put on by the Daily Wire. That's a Hunter Biden biopic uh, called My Son Hunter. The byline says the film will follow the U.S. president's son and his party lifestyle as he acquired tens of millions of dollars from foreign entities owned by Chinese, Ukrainian and Russian oligarchs. Dun, dun, dun. Hell yeah. Oh my god. I am I am so here for this shit. Like this is this is going to be like the intellectual dark web film of like of canceled like right-wing Hollywood figures. Um I just I just hope we get I I hope we get recreations of all the iconic leaked Hunter photos. Like yes. they 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 better have that stuff squirtle in the in the background of, of his well, threesome. And, and legitimate like, question here. Like let's assume like you're a right-wing actor okay like you, yeah. you know, your politics are not just leaning right but like you feel comfortable being uh as like a loud and proud conservative voice in hollywood like wouldn't you want this film to be the really compelling character piece that you could tell uh, a movie that could garner some festival buzz the next year or so like, wouldn't you think that this is probably the best chance at doing like a almost like Wolf of Wall Street esque kind of story, but with Hunter Biden? Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, 
there there is a lot like there is objectively a lot of energy and potential money out there and you know and an audience for some sort of like alternative to the liberal hollywood conglomerate or whatever and there's like the the efforts to capitalize on that have just been like these dog shit production so far like when are when are they gonna get like a actual thing like if they if they made this as like an actual like character piece that doubles as yeah like you said like a like a wolf of wall street like thrill ride and so, sort of like um like 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 a, like a vicarious uh you, you know like party movie where people can like you, you know sort of um not like both like sympathize and criticize and uh, and want to live this lifestyle like there's a there's a potential here but i i do not think it's gonna it's gonna get anywhere <laughs> close to this level but like i just like there there's so much potential okay he, like, here, here's why here's why the guy yeah. who uh, uh made the film tangerine that big like indie award buzz uh uh film from a couple years ago he liked a tulsi gabbard tweet talking about like the biden corruption and and so I'm envisioning a world where you can go from the director of Tangerine comes whatever the Hunter Biden movie is. And like, oh, man, I'm not sure we could embrace that. Like if it was like a legitimate art instead of like a reactionary, like, ha ha ha, uh, scary movie two level performance work yeah like someone someone is eventually gonna figure out how to do this correctly i don't don't think it's gonna be this i mean i'm gonna i honestly want to watch this like this is gonna be hilarious and it's it's probably gonna be absolutely dog shit but like i'm i've i've like a morbid fascination with this thing you know how (laughs) like they were lined up outside for the spider-man no way home trailer do you think that we could throw like a trailer (laughs) release party to get hyped for for this movie my son hunter <laughs> Just... yeah yeah we can we can throw it at my apartment <laughs> <laughs> Uh, It just seems like a beautiful thing. I mean, really across the board. Our next story, though, because like all good things, the positive uh, inertia has to come screeching to a halt completely. Uh, That is with the uh, announcement of Multiverses. Uh, It's a first look revealed trailer for HBO and Warner Media's uh, IP platform fighter game it's a crossover fighting game that features various characters from the wb catalog uh it's super smash bros but with all of the characters you see on hbo max uh, yeah, I, I I I can't wait wait to play as Arya Stark and stick needle up Shaggy's urethra. <laughs> like it's like I mean like this uh, honestly like from the from the promo video it it doesn't look good. Like the graphics and mechanics do not look very good. No, they like, don't. At least at least compared to like my my um, biggest familiarity with with sort of these platform like fighting games is uh smash bros melee like i played mm-hmm. a lot of it at school with friends you know we'd like and and the mechanics of that and the 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 way it the way the balance is is so perfect and this this just looks like really cheesy it it, it almost looks like a mobile game from the i think um, that's the standard the that they set though because yeah. they're talking about how there's gonna be dlc <laughs> happening later so it's already like they're just saying hey it's freemium 
you're going to have access to 10 characters. Yeah. But if you want different skins, you have to buy that. If you want other characters, you also have to buy that. And so, uh, yeah, it's also bold of them to assume I am going to have three other friends who will be interested in playing multiverses with me because I am a 28-year-old man and uh, I, I don't think anyone is going to want to play that with me. And I also am not sure how many like 10-year-olds are going to go, I want to, again, like you were referencing, be Arya Stark and then just uh, <laughs> Merc Batman and Shaggy the entire time. Uh, yeah. It just if you, feels if, weird. If, if, yeah, like if if you want to play as Travis Scott and activate a CERN portal and suck your opponent's soul into Tartarus, <laughs> you're gonna have to pay for that. <laughs> yeah, it just the whole thing feels like it was them going. How can we advertise everything that we have on HBO Max? And the answer was this game, I guess, to make kids want to watch stuff on HBO Max. Like that. That's really what it seems like. Like, don't you already have Space Jam 2 for that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah uh, I, I can't wait for the inevitable crossover. It's uh, the multiverses of madness. That's that's what it's going to be. Uh, hey, hey. Hey, yeah. <laughs> it is weird, by the way, that like our main takeaway as a society from the Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse was not like, wow, innovative storytelling, unique aesthetic uh, character design. And then instead it was like, yeah, they just like seeing four Spider-Men in the same room. Yeah, they just like it when all the toys fight together. That's what they like. Uh, God. Yeah, we, we like seeing spider-man um be uh at dog pills <laughs> uh, wasn't there like a dog spider-man in that one or something there, there's an ever it, i think it, it was a pig yeah. i don't remember or a pig yeah, yeah it was some animal version it, yeah i actually did watch that movie which i don't watch a lot of marvel movies but i did hear good things about that spider-verse movie movie so i, oh, I did the, check it out a couple of years the pig yeah. was voiced by john mulaney you know when he was still viewed uh. as like America's favorite cool uncle and not like who John Mulaney actually is, which is just a regular dude. <laughs> wild, wild times. Uh, let's go to another guy. Uh, just dudes rocking across the board. Uh, uh, it's Quentin Tarantino. He is selling NFTs of uh, individual pages of the Pulp Fiction script. And Miramax is not happy about this. They're, in fact, suing Quentin Tarantino over this. And uh, my general response is, if uh, they are trying to pick a, a battle with Quentin Tarantino, I'm not sure Miramax as a company is ever going to have the higher ground. I'm not sure the Weinstein-founded company is going <laughs> yeah. to be the, the one to go. Like, I just feel like they're taking advantage of us. <laughs> oh, no. Like yeah, any any conflict over intellectual property between a studio and a director, I'm gonna side with the director. It doesn't matter what you think about NFTs. Like, come on here. Like, are you siding with the with the individual auteur or the media's company? Like, founded by like a a basically the film industry's equivalent of Baron Harkonnen. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. It just feels like NFTs kind of fall into two camps of where like some of them are outright scams and money laundering and you know uh, like it, it, where people are spending like thirty thousand dollars to get a picture of an animal and then claim that they have it and then other things seem like just uh, comparable to party tokens 
or like cool knickknacks and things, which it seems like they've always been trying to do that. So why not just have a digital version of a page of a Pulp Fiction script and then you say that you own that? I mean, it, I don't know. In my head, it's no different fundamentally than when people talk about like, oh, I actually have a piece of the original film uh, that Pulp Fiction was shot on. So I have like one frame of that that I have up in my room or whatever. You know, it just seems like something that's comparable to that rather than like, let's spend the equivalent of a house to make sure that we can get this. Yeah. And like, I mean, I'm no NFT evangelist, but just, you know, obviously like the, the, the sides of Twitter that are, you know, we, we, we've both come up in, there's a lot of NFT hate going around a lot of people that have, you know, have tapped into the engagement cloud of, of shitting on these things. But like you, do you not realize that you are just giving NFT, the concept of the NFT free advertising exactly. and just like, and just you're, <laughs> you're literally doing the work to legitimate it even more. So like the, if the, the, if you really don't like it that much, if you really hate these things so much, like literally the best thing you could do is just ignore them. Yeah. Cause but, otherwise it's you know, the Caitlin Bennett situation all over again. It's like everyone hated Caitlin Bennett so much that she became popular, you know. Like it just... Yeah, yeah. We we everyone manifested her shitting her pants until she actually did it. it. It worked. It worked, you know. And that's what we can do. We can use and harness that psychic warfare. Speaking of our our next story, uh, Jonah Hill is going to play Jerry Garcia in a Martin Scorsese directed Grateful Dead biopic our biopic i i interchanged my pronunciation of that but it's for apple tv plus so hell yeah martin scorsese <laughs> you stand your ground defending cinema as you release movies on netflix and then apple tv plus hell yeah toe the line stick by your guns is this gonna make people sign up for apple tv maybe i don't like i found out i've been I, paying I, I, for like, apple tv by the way Oh no! You checking the line items of your like credit card? Be like, oh shit! Yeah, because uh -oh. I guess like my new phone, I got like two years free, and then I was like, what's this five dollar charge for Apple? Oh, okay. So, That's how they get you. Yeah. yeah. You, so you yeah. don't ask me uh, or notify me that my subscription is ending. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. I I don't think that this is some major bullshit. Regardless. Um, you're 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 finally seeing that you are paying for C this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> like one way or another, Ted Lasso season three is coming out, and uh, you're gonna like it. God damn it! I don't know. I mean, like I think that this is something that's going to give people the uh, I don't know more of a, of an approach, or it's gonna market Apple TV Plus more than anything else. Because I honestly yeah. think that that's what Apple TV should have been doing is almost have like the A24 release strategy of mm. just uh, maybe like three or four movies a year at the beginning, but they're all of like one vibe the entire time. And instead, they just kind of were chasing the market trends. And so you get a show like Ted Lasso, you get a show like we talked about last week with C you get uh, <laughs> the morning show with Jennifer Aniston in that you get uh, documentaries about that weird all boys camp in Texas, the Patriot Academy 
or whatever, like where they go and they make little mini Ted Cruises. Uh, you know, it's just a grab bag of things all across the board. And so I hope that this is them going, well, you know, why don't we become the awards bait Oscar darlings for the next three or four years, build up our brand that way instead. Wasn't wasn't their whole thing too that they didn't want to have any like nudity or sexual stuff? That's right. Like and then obviously that failed. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they, yeah. Or imagine a no nudity, no drug reference, no swearing uh, biopic about the Grateful Dead, huh? <laughs> imagine how <laughs> awful that is. Directed by Martin Scorsese. <laughs> Just no reference to acid at whatsoever. <laughs> Well, man, I love these sugar cubes. They're so cool. Uh, sugar cubes are amazing. Oh, uh, well, man, I'm gone. I'm gone off these supplements. <laughs> uh, it ends with uh, Jerry Garcia dying in 1995, whispering to Steve Jobs that maybe Apple TV Plus is the future. Uh, that that's a uh, that's my prediction for how it goes. Stay, stay incredibly on brand, Jerry. Uh, uh, and, you know, I guess Jonah Hill's going to get an Oscar or at least an Oscar nomination out of this. So good for them, uh, I suppose. It's fine. Our next story, uh, since we're sliding down now, we can go back to shitting on things. Oh, it feels so good to be a hater again. Uh, Top Gun Maverick. There was a, a big release uh, of a uh, of documents, uh, FOIA documents, showing just how much the military has been propping up this movie and supporting it. Uh, and the best part about it is, is that for anyone who checks our sources, it's from a fairly pro-military website. So the entire time they're like, isn't it so dope that Top Gun Maverick got all of these fighter jets for the movie? <laughs> <laughs> It's like they're they're doing the FOIA requests for the people who were looking to expose the the inevitable military uh, collusion with the whatever studios putting this out. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, dude, I guess it is kind of cool. Maybe I don't know. Cool isn't the word I would use. The stop dystopic, maybe. Uh, I, who knows? But uh, good, good for them for blowing the lid off of this. I without them realizing that they were blowing the lid off of this. Uh, it's just nice to see finally there is a sequel that comes out twenty years, thirty years after the original, but it stays so true to the original spirit of the movie because this is absolutely going to get people to sign up for the navy or the air force or the military or whatever like this is going to be the go-to film in every military recruiter's bag of tricks obviously like the people have talked about the the sort of homoeroticism of the original one like in a sort of post don't ask don't tell era are they going to just straight up like it's it's simultaneously they're going to have like a straight up gay character but remove any of like the actual like sexual tension or whatever that was sort of that people remarked about <laughs> Of, of the original he's a like, gay I can, incel I can, is what he is yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but um like just this movie has been on the shelf for so long like wasn't this supposed to come out in like 2019 or something it, it like, was i believe yeah the foia requests specifically were from military budget reports from the 2017 to 2018 fiscal cycle and so it has just been in the works for so long 
uh, it, it's truly amazing to, to see what all these documents are laying out for us. Um, I, again, so many toys were given to Tom Cruise. And uh, I, I just am glad to see that if we watch a, a plane crash, it means he did it practically the entire time. So uh, if Tom Cruise destroys $50 million in government planes, I think that's critical support <laughs> for Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah, Tom, Tom Cruise is fi- like what finally the, the stunt that finally does him in is attempting to pilot an F-35. <laughs> <laughs> I think like like a like a British F thirty five literally just crash landed in the ocean the other day, and apparently there's like a race to the bottom of the sea floor between them, their Royal Navy, and the and the Russians to like recover this plane. But like, why wouldn't they just let the Russians have it, and then they could just like build shitty planes that crash? Exactly, like- exactly. I think it's because they don't want the Russians to like mount it like a trophy. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we got your F thirty five. Oh, here, we'll hand it to you as just chucking it off of a cliff. Wow, it flies better this way. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, love love that F-35 program. Uh, uh, great, great way to spend our tax dollars. It, it's, it's a joy because, I mean, the alternative is more top guns, I suppose. And so we have to ask, do we really want that? Is that really what's best for us? Wow. Wow, though. This has been an episode. I feel like we've really run the gauntlet this week over everything. <laughs> yeah. like, it is like a bizarrely military focused episode. I wasn't uh, in- envisioning that necessarily, but hey, it- it's what the week had for us. So uh, now it's time for plugs, though. Grift, uh, where can people find you? What's going on in the shop? Uh, and as always at Griff Shop, uh, the O is a zero in that handle. Uh, you know what the deal is by now, Griff.shop. Uh, we got some, um, uh, we, we got a, a MK Ultra Money uh, Matrix collab. Uh, the m- m- new Matrix movie's coming out. We got some uh, blue, white, and red pilled merch. Um, honestly, like I'm super proud of these designs, super maximalist. Um, we really, I put a lot of effort into these and I'm super happy with how they came out. Um, and as always, you know, it's, it's about time. You know, I know Thanksgiving isn't here yet, but you know as always the the, the war on christmas is ramping up um <laughs> media freaks you are on notice if you if you post about the war on christmas i will be in your replies plugging the merch i literally <laughs> sold like a bunch of hats today just from searching war on christmas on twitter and just just shamelessly <laughs> posting the link to the collection so like be warned be warned i will profit off of your culture war no matter what good good <laughs> That, that's what we need to see. It's the only way to set them straight. Uh, in the meantime, uh, we we over here uh, just as a podcast, uh, we'll we'll keep uh, retweeting the merch as the amazing things keep on rolling out, and then also you know uh, just letting our brains unspool as I start thinking about uh, what the next slate of streaming projects are going to be. Uh, it's a joy, really. Uh, on Twitter, go ahead and follow us at GigoCast. On Letterboxd, you can follow us at GigoPodcast. Uh, for merch, you can go ahead and find us at Griff.shop. And, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. We got the Gigo merch on there with a the new logo. Yeah. Uh, it's looking su- super clean. On, on uh, We got a hoodie, pullover, tee, sticker, you know, so if if you want to support the shop that way, uh, and, like, it'll be much appreciated. Yeah, that or, you know, kill a military dog and film it and send it to us that's uh uh, the two ways to show support for the show oh no (laughs) 
Uh, say say that this is for Hunter Biden in, in the video. Uh, it's the only way. We need to drum up. Grift and I, we need to get tickets to the trailer release party, okay? We have now until whenever they wrap filming to get this uh, done. Uh, in the meantime, <laughs> you can also uh, find our, our website. It takes you to just all of our links, Patreon, where to find us, all that fun stuff, uh, at gigo.plus. And then also just wanted to say thank you to our Spotify listeners who engage with the polling and the random questions that I ask. Uh, it means a lot to, to see how people are reacting and what they want. It is a joy. Uh, I think that just about does it, though, as an, as an episode, Grift. Hell yeah. Peace. Have a good Thanksgiving, everyone. Deuces. Deuces.